Welcome to Local Matter Sports. This is your host, Sam Brooks, and got a legendary guest <laughs> in the studio today. None other than all-star quarterback from Livingston Academy, Danny McCoy. I don't know about that, Sam, but uh, it's good to be here. I appreciate it. All right. I'm going to jump right in. I want to give you my first time that I saw you. Okay. That's I a was, long time uh, ago. Yeah. I was an eighth grader oh and goodness. was at a Livingston Academy, Cookville football game and I'm, I'm pretty sure i was in eighth grade um heard a lot about danny mccoy you know my 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 dad's from livingston my mm-hmm. mom's from livingston yep. um you know really getting into football at that time mm-hmm. you know i played basketball and just got into playing football i didn't play early yeah and so i'm watching the game and you went around left in and you guys were an option team at, at that time pretty much um you ran went around left in the the end comes at you, takes a lateral step, so you decide to run. So you kind of tuck it. Oh, this is a cool point. Head, this head is north cool. and south, right? Yeah. He collapses back on you, gets a hold of you. Yeah. And I wish it was a visual and we were on video so everyone could see what yeah. I'm doing. But you turned this way yeah. and yeah. you flipped the option to the tailback. And by that time, everybody was suckered in on you and the tailback went the distance for the touchdown. Yes. And I remember going – Oh my gosh! As yeah. a as a little eighth grade yeah. kid, I know you probably don't remember that. But. I, I do, and uh, that was Steve Taylor that ran the ball, and that was absolutely luck that that even got pulled off. That's all that was. That was uh, out of fear. Well, my that pitch, my you know, now my my coaching sense comes into play, and I'm like, what in the world are you doing pitching that ball? Yeah, that <laughs> that was not good. I, I'm glad I wasn't my own coach. I had a few words for myself, but yeah, that was just pure luck and instinct. That's all that was. Well, I'm, I'm, if, and if, I do remember it. I don't remember a whole lot, but I do remember that play. If there'd been a play of the day, that would have been yeah. up for play. That was, it was absolutely incredible. So that that was my first uh, mm-hmm. time that I you know kind of realized uh, who you were, and and then of course. Time goes by, and, and you go up to Cincinnati and play there. And we're going to talk a, a little bit about that process of, of how you got sure. to Cincinnati. Um, and, and then I was at, at Tennessee Tech, and we came up and played you. And mm-hmm. you were uh, up for the Heisman Trophy. Uh, mm-hmm. There was a lot of uh, mm-hmm. there was a lot of uh, media out there on that. And uh, we had a decent game against you guys. There was no mm-hmm. doubt. I think it, I think it was homecoming, if I remember correctly. It was. But you threw up about 466 against <laughs> – Tennessee I don't Tech. remember that. I do I, I, the exact number, um, and I was just a little sophomore, yeah. you know, lucky to get to play. And uh-huh. and uh, you had a defensive end. I got a reverse and went around the other side, and that guy was chasing me. And I, that, that's when I learned that uh, fear can be a great motivator. <laughs> yes, it can. I probably ran faster on that yeah. play than I've ever ran in my life. That guy was huge. Great motivator. So let, let's jump in. We'll, we'll drop back. I just want to kind of uh, introduce everybody to you a little bit. Um, there's so much to to cover and to talk about, um, and this shows more about the individual, not about a team or anything like that. Um, but let's go back to your younger days in Livingston and growing up. And, okay. you know, you're into, uh, I guess we call it junior pro uh, in the Cookville area, but you're into the small ball. Mm-hmm. Now, you played everything. You played football, mm-hmm. basketball. How about baseball? Yeah. Yeah, you played. I, I thought you played in, in, you know, a smaller school, and Livingston's grown dramatically. Mm-hmm. Um, but at smaller schools um, – athletes have to play more than one sports and you would have done it anyway Mm -hmm. uh, even if it was a bigger school Mm -hmm. so talk a little bit about growing up in livingston and what that gave you as an athlete well it it kept me 
busy for one thing. I mean, I, that's all I wanted to do ever is play ball. And usually by the end of one season, you know, I was, I don't want to use the word bored, but I was ready to move on to the next sport, whatever it was. These kids today, you know, I don't know how they do it playing one sport year round. So back then you just, if you could, if you had the ability, you played three sports or two, whatever. And I was very fortunate. We didn't have junior pro in Livingston back then. I don't even know if it was around here in Cookville back then, but we had middle school ball and fifth and sixth grade ball, stuff like that. And I played that and little league baseball in Babe Ruth and just kept going but uh, you know it was just uh, the way it was and you know I happened to you know be fortunate enough to be able to play all three and carried over to high school you know we're talking to Danny McCoy legendary quarterback from Livingston Academy Danny common relationship we had of course or have of course is Bruce Lamb. Mm-hmm. You know he's in your family. Bless our hearts. B- bless your hearts. Bless so, our hearts. I'm glad you said it because I was definitely going to. <laughs> I hope he's listening. So I got I got to know you a little bit better through Bruce. Bruce and I coached together. At we played together our whole life. Yeah. Um, and, and then uh, he came up there, and you know you guys hired him on as a coach mm-hmm. up at, at Livingston, and the rest is history. Um, but that gave us the opportunity to get to know each other a little bit better, um, and, and you know hearing about the McCoy family and, you know, all, all the things was, was beneficial to me to kind of get to know you guys a bit better. But what sticks out to me uh, about you guys and when you were growing up is the group of athletes that, that you grew up with, not only in football but in basketball too, mm-hmm. and some of the coaches uh, that you had the luxury uh, to play for mm-hmm. as you were going through Livingston Academy. Talk about that a little bit. Well, you know, growing up and playing with, you know, you know first – First thing you think of, or I think of, I mean, a lot of people not going to remember unless they're our age or older, is, you know, you had the, I call Nelger's twins, Matt and Mark, yes. you know, and, and they played, uh, they played all three sports. They played them all three, and uh, we played together, and, and then there's uh, Dale Flat. Dale played at Tennessee Tech, and uh, uh, he was a football man. He was strictly football. Dale didn't play basketball. I played a little baseball when he was younger. <laughs> And then we got to, me and Matt got to, and Dale got to coach together, you know, 25 years later, I guess it was 20 years later, something like that. And, uh, but yeah, we just had a, a good bunch of, uh, of, of guys at Livingston. And, you know, a lot of times we were around each other 24 seven. Cause like exactly. you said, Livingston was so small, you know, there's not that many people, everybody knows everybody. And it was just a great, great time and great place. I have a feeling that, you know, fun for you guys on Friday night was probably playing basketball somewhere or, or being together. And uh, yeah. you were always together. Uh, we were. And when we weren't playing the sport, we were together, whether it was, you know, riding around town, doing this and that, going here, yonder. We had, and we had our little rituals, you know, before each game we were doing things. Everybody had to do the same thing. So, yeah, I mean, it was just uh, – it, it was a good time. It was a good time. Let's switch gears just a little bit to basketball because you guys uh, definitely played together, and that brings in Mark. Mm-hmm. You know a little a little bit more. Mark's a head coach in yeah, basketball now, sure Maryville, I believe, and won mm-hmm. a state championship or two. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, you know, you know, it's chronicled you guys winning the state championship a couple of years ago mm-hmm. with you and Matt coaching and and uh, Lamb on the staff and legendary mm-hmm. season. You know yeah. that you guys had there. It's incredible to watch. Um, that that fellowship that was created from a young age, you guys in in junior high, had really lent itself to the success that you guys had as you grew well, up. When it comes to Mark, you know we we had a great basketball coach. I mean, there's a legend right there. Uh, 
if, if you're old enough to remember Coach Vaughn, I mean, he was coach for, I don't know, 40-something years. Uh, and, and we had a great tutor right there and, and learned from the best. And then Mark just kind of – and I never – thought Mark would be a coach. He, he was kind of the last one I thought would ever be a coach, just to be honest with yeah. you. I thought he, he, and when he went into it, I thought, well, he's not going to have the demeanor. And and he's probably got the best demeanor of all of us at coaching. And, uh, uh, yeah, he and he won his – I think his first year at Maryville, they won the state championship. I believe that's right. But he was at Oneida before that and did a great job. But And when, when the little time I coached basketball, we got to, to work together, and he just uh, – he excelled at it. I mean, it was just that was his calling, uh, coaching yeah. basketball. Yeah, and you mentioned Coach Vaughn, and you know, I'd had some conversations when I was younger, coming out of middle school, and um, you know, my dad would have mm-hmm. loved to see me, mm-hmm. you know, go back to Livingston mm-hmm. and, and play there, and it never happened. But man, watching that guy and get to know him, just the minimal amount that, mm-hmm. that I did, and you know, Matt Eldridge, I worked with him down at Smith County uh, uh, when he was coaching down there, and. You know, he told me I, I was amazed at how he didn't yell, you know, mm-hmm. a whole lot during mm-hmm. the game. And Matt told me, well, don't, you know, don't believe all of that because, you know, he said, have you, <laughs> have you ever seen him put his arm around somebody at the game? And I said, well, yeah, all the uh-huh. time. He goes, well, what he's saying in our ear is not probably what you're thinking. <laughs> exactly. It, it's not, it was not all cool, calm, and collected. I mean, Coach Vaughn, he, he had his ways of uh, uh, getting his message through. And I, I, can't tell you how many people have said the same thing you just said about how he keeps his cool and he doesn't yell and scream. And I'm like, well, you just don't know what we go through sometimes. And he can, and he doesn't have to yell and scream to get your attention. He was uh, he was uh, he was a tough one. I mean, he he wanted it his way, and he let you know when you didn't do it his way. You know, along the way, somebody told me, maybe you, um, along the way. Somebody said to me, "You know, you should get pretty excited on the sideline. Probably way too excited as a coach." Um, and I tell you who it was, Satterfield from Trialsdale, uh, that said, you know, you gotta, you gotta watch how you behave on the sideline because that's what your kids, Mm -hmm. they're going to do what you do. Mm -hmm. And that was great advice for me as a young coach, not even a head coach yet. Um, and and I think, you know, Durward really did well with that. Oh, he did excellent. And and in practice, was it different? I mean, did he? Not really. I mean, he didn't, uh. He didn't. He was the same person. I, again, he would. He would. You know, when you didn't do what he wanted, he let you know in his tone of voice. It may and I had to raise it and scream and yell like you know I have before, uh, or some coaches. But uh, you know, he 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 made sure he got his message through. So it wasn't a lot different than the, you know, the games. You know, watching Coach Vaughn. My wife used to ask me, you know, why do you yell so much? And I'm not. I'm not yelling. I'm just being passionate with my point yeah <laughs> and trying to get it across so yeah. i tried to cover it up yeah. that way and and it, it's funny you get a little older and get a little bit more experience you do and, yeah and that gets better and, uh, and it took me a while to learn that a little bit yeah me know. too a long, me a uh, too long <laughs> uh, too long and luckily i got out before it mattered so <laughs> i'm still waiting for bruce to to learn that we're yeah. still holding our breath i'm not yeah. sure if he ever will i don't know if that's going to happen but uh we got danny mccoin on the show today again legendary quarterback at uh Livingston Academy and later on the University of Cincinnati. We're going to dive into that when we return, but right now we're going to take a break.
What's so important about shopping with locally owned businesses? When you shop local, your hard-earned dollars stay here in the community, helping to benefit your friends and neighbors, local schools, roads, and all aspects of community life. But what happens to my money if I spend it online or at a national chain store? In most cases, the profits go far away, out of state, corporate headquarters, or even overseas. It doesn't take any extra effort to shop local. Office Mart on South Jefferson and Cookville is your locally owned office furniture and supply store. For over 35 years, they've been proud to serve businesses in the Upper Cumberland with quality and value. You get real customer service, too. And unlike shopping online, you can actually see and try out the large inventory of office furniture in their showroom. And when it's delivered, it's not a box on your step. They're glad to install and set up everything. Office Mart. There's no other locally owned office store in the region. South Jefferson Avenue across from Hardee's. Shop local at Office Mart. Welcome back to Local Matter Sports. Again, this is your host, Sam Brooks. Got Danny McCoyne in the hot seat today. Hmm. Quarterback from Livingston Academy. Coach at Livingston Academy. Former player at University of Cincinnati. So we're going to dive into that a little bit. You don't get to the level that you got to without having good, solid influences. Um, And your family, I'm sure, played a huge role in that as you were growing up. Tell us a little bit about your family life and how your family helped you along the way. Well, my, you know, my family wasn't a whole lot different than everybody else's. I mean, mom and dad worked every day, so they were gone. You know, uh, I had a sister. She played sports, too, so she was doing her thing. Uh, we had a younger brother, but he was about 10 years behind both of us, so, we, you know, he never was really – he was kind of off to the side doing his thing with toys while we were doing our thing with <laughs> – school and uh, and sports uh, so we weren't a whole lot different i mean it was you know play at home and then when mom and dad gets home they run you to the ball field or take you wherever you got to go and play the game and come home and do whatever and you know then your playtime was playing with the neighbors you know, yeah. go down the street which i don't think happens much anymore unfortunately you know, everybody's on a tv now with a little clicker thing but we you know our fun was go down the street get four or five guys and and play ball some yeah. kind of ball Ride bikes, play ball, yeah. be outside. Be outside. Yeah. That's, be outside. It's definitely changed some. No yeah. Doubt, no doubt about that. So uh, y- your dad, I know, was a great influence. Uh, he supported your career oh, yeah. along the way. Yeah, and it, it got more supportive as we went on. I mean, as we went higher and higher. I mean, he was there, uh, you know, anytime I was – I don't I know if he missed a college game. He might have missed one. Which that, is incredible. That I played in, yeah, because he traveled everywhere. Uh, and then, of course, uh, high school, he had to limit some. There's so many with three sports. He didn't see everything, yeah. you know. But uh, he was there, you know, in spirit <laughs> if yeah. he wasn't there. Well, it's amazing he was able to make as, you know, as many as he did. And what, yeah. uh, you know, what the things he had to give up just to be able to do mm-hmm. that is amazing. So influences in, in your career at a young age, you know, I know you had – we talked about a couple of your coaches already. Is there mm-hmm. anybody that sticks out in your mind? Well, I mean, all my coaches. I mean, I had great uh, experiences with. I mean, a little bit different with each of them and not as long with some of them as some of the other. I mean, the first one I would say comes to my mind is the one we done talk, have already talked about. It's Coach Vaughn. I mean, I, I played for him for four years and uh, – the uh, lessons that I learned that I didn't even know I was learning at the time. At the time, I thought, oh, man, this guy's beating me up, you know. But Coach Vaughn and the, and the things he taught me, how to act, you know, how to dress, you know, you know, things to say, what not to do, who to run around with, who not to, you know. 
probably he had a bigger influence. But like I said, I had Coach Farley in football for one year. I had Coach Cochran, who's in Lafayette now, Macon County. He hasn't coached in a while for two years, and he was a, now he was a great uh, motivator and, and and made you believe in working hard. And then, uh, of course, I had Coach Watson from Salina, who came over my senior year and took over, and had him one year. And uh, he was a he was a big time influence for me. And he stayed with me. He stayed with me my whole career in college. He followed me. He go to the games when he could, and I still see him on almost a daily basis. Uh, so when did you know uh, football was going to be it? You played basketball. You're pretty tall. Mm-hmm. Um, probably had some pretty good opportunities there too, but you, you you probably knew football was it. Yeah, football was always number one. You know, I wanted to play football. I wanted to go to the highest level. Uh, I can't sit here and say honestly that you know I ever thought about playing in the NBA or you know maybe the MLB. Maybe that might have entered my brain for a split second or two, but it was always going to be football. You know, unless something. You know, change that. So you had an incredible career, and we won't go into the stats, but you had an incredible clear, uh, career at Livingston Academy, and you start getting recruited, and pretty big time. Mm-hmm. Um, so mention a few of the schools that were recruiting you. Well, it, it 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 started out big time, but then it ended up like, oh, you know, what's going to happen? You know, you had your your basic. You know, your Tennessees, your Vanderbilts, the Kentuckys, people I can't really remember, and but it was all. Uh, what's the word I'm wanting? It was the pre stuff. Yeah, you know, there was no solid offers. No one was coming and saying, "Hey, we want you. We want you." Was, You're on the board. Yeah, I'm You're on, on the board, board. and then you know, I'm, this is you know, I'm getting this letter, and this coach is calling, but there's nobody offering. And basically, when it got down to to the time to the to the signing, there was really just two schools, and it was Tennessee Tech or the University of Cincinnati, which Coach Brown Watson had taken over. Uh, somewhere during the middle of before I got there, uh, into that first year, and uh, and actually I was probably forty eight hours from going to Tennessee Tech, or less, and then uh, uh, Coach Brown called me from uh, Detroit, Michigan, on the phone, and basically just offered me a scholarship right then. So you're sitting here telling me now, all these years later, that we could have been teammates at Tennessee. Yes. Well, I mean, we were that close. Thanks a whole lot. We were that I, close. I appreciate that. I didn't. I don't think I knew that. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. Well, I think it worked out pretty, pretty good for you. And I, I want to backpedal here a little bit because we talked about your mom and dad, but we didn't talk about your family, your immediate family. So yeah. let's introduce everybody to your family. Oh, well, you know, I've got four children. Two, uh, I've got one, two, three, two daughter-in-laws. Son-in-law, uh, four grandkids. So we just, uh, you know, uh, we're multiplying. I am not going to make you mention we're, all of them, but we're multiplying. At least mention the name of your wife and your, uh, your Rhonda. Kids. You know, Rhonda's the wife. She's been there since <laughs> day one. Uh, uh, you know, we met when she was in high school and I was in college, and and that's kind of that was it. You know, it was it was over then. Uh, and then we've got Brittany, Brandon, Brock, Briley. I've got that pretty down pat. And you've got Derek, Ruby, and Hannah. Yeah. Good there job. You go. There you go. I, I couldn't have done that. Yeah. So um, you sign with Watson. Uh, we've had Watson on the show. It mm-hmm. is one of my mm-hmm. – I mean, I, I just said, 
Hey, Coach Brown, welcome to the show. And ask him one question, and 29 minutes later. He's still talking. And I'm, I'm, I'm sitting here like this. You know, he, t- he talked about going into He's still talking. Bear Bryant's, yeah. you know, and having to go down there and tell him that he wasn't coming after he told him, mm. you know, after he committed. Man, what a story. Yeah. I, I was in awe. Yeah. I mean, but uh, that was the fastest show I've ever had. So I can see how he recruited you and how he got you there and, of course, you fit his offense to a T, and and the thing about Watson, his offense has changed as years. Changed going. a lot. We've talked over the years, and I've kind of my son played for him a little bit, and we I got to know his offense now. But it's 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 kind of you know vanilla down for like when he when we were at Cincinnati, he was just there for one year with me. Uh, I mean, it was um it was an NFL offense. Yeah, it was NFL offense when when I got in the NFL, his compared to it more than the one I actually had for three or four years. Wow, that's that's saying a lot. And uh and like I we had talked when Brock was playing for him, I said, Well you didn't do it this easy back in eighty whatever, three, you know, it wasn't this easy. Man, it's so cool that you got to play for him and then Brock. You yeah. Know, yeah. And that Brock, was that was fun. Brock was so, a a heck of an athlete. Yeah. You yeah. know, uh, just an incredible I loved watching this young man play. He, he awesome. still tells me he's a heck of an athlete. Oh, well, I mean, he, he lets not, me know. I'm not going to argue with him. Yeah, he lets me know. You know, he pick up. He's the type of guy that picks up any <laughs> ball. Well, like you, pick up any ball, anything, and yeah. good at it. So yeah. it's interesting. All right, so we we've just scratched the surface of getting you to Cincinnati, and we're out of time. So I'm going to have to get you to come back and let's sure. do another show. We'll yeah. pick up right where we left off, Great. and. Uh, Man, I've enjoyed it. And thank you for yeah. just <laughs> such quick notice. Yeah, um, no problem. Thanks for having me. Joining me on the show. Been, been really interesting, man. Great catching up and uh, uh, going into retirement a little bit. And, oh, and yeah. Dealing with the grandkids. Yeah, so. yeah. It's, it's granddaddy daycare now. It's, yeah. I don't know about retirement. That's, we got Danny McCoy on the show today. Again, legendary quarterback at uh, Livingston Academy and later on the University of Cincinnati. We're going to dive into that when we return, but right now we're going to take a break. Welcome back to Local Matter Sports. Your host, Sam Brooks, again with Danny McCoyne, Livingston Academy fame. We were talking a little bit about uh, Coach Brown, Watson Brown, mm-hmm. you going up to Cincinnati, um, pro-style offense that mm-hmm. you guys ran, and then Watson ends up leaving mm-hmm. um, after your freshman year. And if I'm not mistaken, you you started your freshman year. So you, no, no. 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 Actually, red-shirted. Oh, okay. Uh, redshirted Coach Brown. That was the whole uh, idea from the start uh, to redshirt. But then our quarterback got hurt, and things didn't actually go the way they wanted them to go. And they, I didn't find out till later on, years later, that they almost burned by redshirt year. You know, it was a big ordeal in there, and they decided not to, which worked out good for me. But they, they almost did burn it after the starting quarterback got hurt. So I redshirted and then backed up and then started for three years. Wow, so they didn't even bring you in on that conversation. No, no. no. 30 years later they did, or Coach Brown did. But no, wow. No, he might have mentioned it. I think I take that back. He might have mentioned it in the hallway one time. Is If things don't, you know, go the way he wants them to go, you know, you, you better be ready. So so your year with him, what, what type of coach would you categorize him as? Is he a player's coach? Is he, you know – uh, yeah, he's a player's coach. I mean, I, you know, I, you got to remember now. I'm a 18, 19 year old freshman. I'm, I'm, I'm in, a, I'm in all. I mean, I'm walking around in awe of everybody, him coaching and everything. Uh, so, but he was a player's coach. I mean, he was a great motivator. He could make you run through a wall. Uh, and, and 
he didn't. I didn't see a whole lot of temper, but now when you did see when he got mad, he got mad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I've seen that happen a couple times before out there at Tech. Um, yeah. So uh, it, it had to be a at least a a, a hard loss to hear that he was leaving and he, oh, yeah. he ended up going to uh rice rice at mm-hmm. that time mm-hmm. um so how, how did you know how did that take place he brought the team in entry you know no no we i found that the ad called me at home i think it happened over, we finished the season and then we oh. said thanksgiving and i found out over the telephone through the ad uh it called me and said he's he's leaving and we just want to make sure you're still staying and, you know, we want you back, blah, blah, blah. You know, we'll hire somebody soon. And now there was no team meeting, you know. That's and, that's one of those tough situations, yeah, especially was. when the kids are away. Yeah. They don't want you to find out from anybody else. Yeah. Yeah, it was a tough one. It was a, it was a tough lick. Yeah. Any conversations, I guess – I guess that's legal at that time. Any conversations with him? No, going none, with none at all. I don't think it was legal. I'm not sure if it was or wasn't. Uh, probably not. <laughs> probably not. I think I tried to inquire about you know maybe transferring, but uh, we knew that didn't ever get off the ground. To Rice, maybe going following him, and then actually, I talked to my dad about transferring, maybe to Middle or somewhere because Coach Donnelly had called, but that never got off the ground either. So. Yeah, and I have a feeling uh, Cincinnati probably would have fought that uh, yeah. tooth and nail <laughs> with letting you go. Yeah. So you you get into your sophomore year and uh, you get a new coach. Mm-hmm. You know how did how did that work out as far as introductions and first contact with your new coach? It was great. I mean, it, it, he was a real good person, a real good guy. He was quiet. Mild mannered, you know, different coach Vaughn or coach Vaughn, different coach Vaughn also. <laughs> coach Brown, he was the coach Curry was just all business, you know, dot the I's, cross the T's. He never got too up, never got too down. And uh, as far as relationship, and he was the quarterback's coach until he hired another guy a year later. So me and him had a great relationship. So head coach that was a quarterback yeah, coach. He was a head cool. coach and a quarterback's coach till we hired Coach Donaldson. Wow, that's awesome. So uh, you you get into the the starting lineup, mm-hmm. you know, as, as a redshirt freshman, really. Well, it had been a sophomore redshirt. Redshirt sophomore. Yeah. And, uh, you know, things start clicking for you pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know? We got off, you know, I think we went 3-0 and that first year. That first year I started, went 3-0. and and everything's clicking, boom, 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 and then we go to Alabama. <laughs> <laughs> they went ten and one that year. They were good. They were not as good as they are now, probably. I hope Alabama's not listening, but they were good. And uh, uh, it was hot, and they they kind of put us in our place. So this is tough. So capture for the folks out there. You're you're starting quarterback at Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. And you're three and zero, and you're going into the University of Alabama. It, I, it doesn't get any better than that. I knew things were different, and I, I tell this story all the time. When we went to Alabama and played them, as opposed to being three and zero, who we played. When I dropped back to throw a ball and had nobody open, and started to run towards the sideline, scrambling, and was just trying to get out of bounds. And their defensive tackle—I can't remember his name—he was huge. He was three hundred pounds. And I couldn't outrun him to the sideline. I had to run backwards to try to get out of bounds, but I didn't make it, and he clobbered me. And it hurt so bad, and I knew right then I'm in a different world. Well, that's pretty good explanation of my point. Um, 
And you look at these guys nowadays, you know, I was talking to Burt Brown, the coaches at Tech, and he's down in Georgia uh, on the recruiting trail. Mm -hmm. And he sends me a couple pictures of, of guys that he's talking to, you know. And I'm looking at these guys, and I'm I'm like, is is that a, what is he a defensive end? You know, tight end, tackle. Mm -hmm. You know, the kids. He's a foot taller than Bert, and Bert's six three. Mm -hmm. You know, and 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 he's he's probably close to three hundred pounds, uh, but skinny as a rail. Chill. I mean that that's changed, Danny. Oh, it's changed. It's a lot different now. These these kids now are just, uh, you know, I, I'm sure back then they, we thought we were bigger and faster than they were twenty years before that and you were and now they're just uh i mean they're unbelievable to look at now and these kids you know you, you see some of them 340 mm -hmm. 350 but they have the body especially coming out of high school mm -hmm. um that can handle that weight yeah. it's not necessarily something that's going to be detrimental to their health as yeah. time goes on they, yeah. they, they're just built it's not obesity it's not overweight they're not fat they're not out of shape no. and they can run and then the speed the speed is what a lot of people don't understand at that level yeah. how fast these guys are yeah and you you got to see that up close oh, i got to feel it <laughs> so uh you you finish alabama and you guys have a, a good season the rest of that year and you, you really set yourself up uh and got a lot of notoriety um just by what you did that that first year mm -hmm. um on the field how how was that to handle you know around campus and then attention from outside the campus you know i didn't feel it that much i kind of stayed in my shell you know, around my little group, the, you know, the players, the football team, and you know, I would go to class and usually I'd have a hat on. Nobody really recognized me. I mean, who I was or anything. And, and now if my name got said in classroom or some, somebody might notice, pay attention. But it it didn't really phase me or bother me, and it was easy to handle because, you know, I, would, I never was really into the the me part of it, the fame part of it. it just, hoopla. You know, yeah, the hoopla. I just wanted to play. Yeah, so. that, that's that's so cool. And then, uh, you know, the rest kind of is history. Um, you, you have a really good junior year, mm -hmm. and you, you kind of built, you know, stats from the beginning time you played up there until yeah. you got to the end and, you know, being considered for the Heisman Trophy. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I've, I've always wanted to ask you, never have, what's that like? <laughs> well, at, at the time, I didn't think a whole lot about it, you know, they we want to put you up for the highest, but okay, that's fine with me. They took some pictures and did what all the media people do and everything, and I didn't really think a whole lot about it, to be honest with you. Uh, it didn't put any more pressure on me or anything like that. Now, my senior in my senior season was not as good as my junior season. Uh, we didn't we didn't have as many wins. I had a couple of injuries, a couple of other things, you know, didn't go the way I wanted. But, uh, you know, I didn't really think a whole lot about it. And just a, just an incredible career, though, and you know, back home here, uh, and I started playing at Tech. And of course, we played you your senior year yeah. up there and got drilled pretty good. And you had a big night. I think you were out at the end of the third quarter. So, <laughs> yeah, so. I don't, I don't, I remember the game a little bit, but I don't remember. Every, I remember at halftime. It was close, if you'll remember. I think it was close. It was close at halftime. It was close, but that was it. And was uh, coming out, that was. I do remember this. I got a fifteen yard penalty on the first play of the game. Oh. I don't remember that. I do, because I had been wanting to throw a, a certain play pass. I've been lobbying to the coaches, let's do this first play, first play, <laughs> you know. And we did it, and I threw the ball, and somebody intercepted it. 
uh, Tennessee Tech intercepted it and was running back. Well, I'm not going to go tackle anybody. I'm trying to get out of the way. <laughs> and this big defensive lineman for Texas trying to give me the business and get me down and, and it hit me. And I was like, I've had enough of this. And I popped him in the, a face mask, you know, with my hand. Fist. I don't. I thought, oh, no. And they threw the flag. I said, I'm getting ready to get thrown out of this game right now. The first play of the game, homecoming my senior year, I'm going to get thrown out. And luckily he just gave me a 15-yard penalty and <laughs> – that was the end of that. That would I kept have been, my hands to myself. That would that. have been pretty good for us and detrimental oh, to you. Oh I my goodness! Yeah, what am I doing? Well, that that was interesting, and you know, we we saw the hoopla, of course, and supported it, and uh, back here in the local area, and it was a huge deal, you know, to to see someone local uh, go through something like that. And uh, your career was exceptional up there. Awards, you got all kinds of awards, and and, and that led to the consideration. To the NFL, you, you definitely got the height, mm-hmm. you got the size for that, and and you, you kind of flowed into that opportunity. How was that considering that option? Well, it, things didn't go the way I'd planned when we went from college to NFL. I mean, what you call it, what it was, bad luck, whatever. You know, it just you know, it didn't pan out for whatever reason. The, the stars just didn't line up. I mean. I was excited about it, uh, looking forward to it. The draft, uh, it had some quirks in it that year, and, and it didn't go the way I wanted. A couple things happened, and and then, of course, got drafted by Detroit, and it was great. I mean, that one year that I got to play there, and I, you know, I fit right in mm-hmm. with the guys that was there, and I understood the offense pretty good. Uh, and it was kind of like college. They weren't going to play me unless they had – well, they weren't going to play me. Because we lost two quarterbacks, and they still kept me on uh, what they called injury reserve back then. Right. They didn't have all these practice squads. Uh, but then some health issues came up, popped up, and boom. And then that was that was it. That was it. It's got to be nice to to know you had the ability, you had the opportunity, oh, yeah. and sure. you made it. Yeah, you know, yeah. so many kids mm-hmm. long to do that. Oh, I, you know, I, you know, when I start. You know, feeling old a little bit and feeling sorry for myself. That's that's kind of where I go to. You look, I had a uh, an opportunity a lot of people didn't get. You know, and they never get. So, well, we we've just scratched the surface and we're out of time. So I'm definitely going to have to uh, bring you back and we'll talk a little bit more. I, I really want to get into uh, high school coaching. Okay. And uh, you, you know, you working up at Livingston Academy. Next time you come back, we'll do that. If, if you'll yeah be gracious Great. enough to come back. Oh yeah, I'm retired now. All right, Danny, we appreciate you coming. Thanks a lot. Thank you, Sam.